In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of Ta'ud, and today the church celebrates the start of a three-day celebration, celebrating the Feast of the Cross. And that's why all the readings today were about the cross. All the readings of today are about the cross. In the Pauline epistle of today, St. Paul says, for the message of the cross, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. In the Catholic epistle, St. Peter, he says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live to righteousness. And then in the gospel of today, our Lord Jesus Christ adds and continues this idea and he says that he is the shepherd and the overseer of our souls. You know the passage of the good shepherd. He says the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And he says in the gospel today, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Where are they going to follow him? They're going to follow him too? To the cross. And if they follow Him, they will receive eternal life. In other words, the Lord is telling us that we will have eternal life if we follow our Master, if we follow the Lord Jesus Christ to the cross. And when we look at the Gospel today, one word that kept coming up over and over and over again, the key word of the Gospel of today, is the word belief. Belief. If you look at how many times in the gospel of today, it said six times, believe. The key to the cross, the key to the cross is belief. Without belief, without faith, all of what we are doing is meaningless. All what we are doing is meaningless. It would be like you don't believe that the doctor has the medication to help you. What good, then, and you don't go to the hospital. If you don't go to the hospital... You won't be saved. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't believe in the power of the cross, you won't be saved. So that's why today I'd like to speak about our belief in the Lord Jesus. I don't want us to be like the Jews in the gospel of today. It's written in the gospel of today that the Jews, they surrounded Jesus and asked them, How long will you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus told them, I told you several times, and you still don't want to believe. Today we want to strengthen our faith. We want to believe. And I think the readings all today, they talk about belief. But before we get into belief, I want us to understand something, to understand something about belief. Belief is like a spectrum, the spectrum of belief. There's people who believe 100% every word of the gospel, 100%. Believe with all their heart, 100%. Then there's some who believe on the other side, 0%. And there's a spectrum in between. The 100%, I mean, the martyrs. The martyrs, they believe 100%. That's why they're willing to die for the faith. It means, like, every word in the gospel means they take the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ seriously. The zero percent, they, like the atheists, no belief at all in God. The atheist views our faith 
in the Lord. He, they think we are like crazy. They think we're foolish. They think we're silly. They think we believe these fake stories and these are just stories like little kid stories that you tell. You know, believe and be good and kull al-kalam And they think, it, that's why even St. Paul, he says in the epistle today, he says, the Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ on the cross. And he says to the Jews, a stumbling block and to the Greeks, foolishness. Foolishness. Just go to the cross. What is all this? And in the middle of this spectrum of this 100% to 0%, there's probably a lot of, maybe, I hope all of us are the 100%, but maybe all of us in the middle. We have some belief. Maybe we have a little doubt. Maybe we're somewhere in the middle. And for us in the middle, that's okay. That's okay. Because even many of the miracles in the Bible, like the the father who had a sick son, he said, Lord, I believe. Help. Help my unbelief. As long as we're moving toward belief, we're building our faith. That's what's important. But there's also a third category of people. There's some people I would call off the spectrum. That's maybe not the best way to describe it these days. But off the spectrum, meaning that they're neither zero nor a hundred. They just say, we don't know. I don't have the information to make a decision. I don't know if I should believe or if I don't believe. So I'm just, I need more information. And to those people, I would say, to these like agnostics, I would argue that you have the necessary information. That's why the gospel of today, the Lord, He said, I told you several times, I told you already. You have the information. You have everything in front of you. Go check it. You have it. Go check it again and come to a conclusion. And then another category that I would think is becoming very prevalent these days is that people who do not care to believe. The people who do not care to believe. This is a different category. People who do not care to believe. They see no relevance to what is being discussed these days. They don't see any purpose in our Christian faith. And today, if you're in this category, I hope the gospel and the message of today will inspire you to have faith and believe. This morning, the gospel, it urged us to believe. And it said to believe in the light. The gospel of Matins, the Lord says, A little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Believe in the light that you may become sons of light. To believe in the light, to believe in the light is to recognize that darkness is all around us. I don't think anyone would argue with me that the world is cruel, that the world is full of darkness, the world is full of evil. There's injustice, there's cruelty, there's greediness, there's poverty, there's pain. So much darkness in the world. Would you agree? The beautiful thing is that through the cross, the cross conquered all of these things. The cross conquered all of these things. If we believe in the power of the cross. The cross is like 
I was trying to think of an analogy and I came up with the cross is like a recycling factory. A recycling factory. It takes all the garbage. You know, a recycling factory takes a bunch of garbage. It takes the old plastic. It takes the beat up, the torn paper, the ones you spit on. Yeah, all the garbage. You send it to the recycling factory. And what comes out of the recycling factory is brand new plastic. Brand new paper. The cross is like this recycling factory. It takes all the darkness. It takes all the darkness. It like absorbs like all the darkness and shines light on it. Shines light on it. The Lord, the cross of the Lord accepted injustice. This was a sign of injustice. And what came out of it came mercy. Came mercy actually out of the cross. The cross of the Lord accepted hatred. You throw hatred at the cross, guess what comes out of hatred? The cross now became a sign of love. Now this, this sign of hatred, this sign of oppression became now a sign of love. And the Lord said, greater love has no man than this to give his life for his friends. The cross accepted pain and suffering. You put your pain and you put your suffering on the cross. And guess what you get out? You get strength and you get power. The cross transforms our interaction with darkness. No longer do we have to be worried about darkness. No worry, no longer do we have to be scared of darkness. That's how St. Peter and the apostles all understood the cross. They understood the cross as this recycling factory. Takes all the garbage and spits out something whew, unbelievable. The reason I think this is so important is that all of us, we will experience darkness. All of us will experience the pain. I don't have to tell you the world is not fair. The world is not fair. That's the way it is. And no politician on the right or on the left will have a solution to this. The world is going to be unfair. But without the cross, the cross changes the circumstance. We just read in the Synexar, we saw how Theognosta, Saint Theognosta, was a nun and kidnapped. And she could have said, oh, I miss my dare. I want to go back to the monastery. I don't want to be a servant here. And she could have started complaining and making. But because she loved the cross, she served even under her circumstance and became great. Even in the reminds of the story of Joseph. That's the power of the cross. Many people these days, they let the darkness of the world consume them. You know, this is something very interesting. Is that... Uh, do you know what it's like to live in darkness? Do you know what it's like to live in darkness? Go to uh, Seattle. Sorry, to the folks from Seattle. If you go to Seattle, there's actually like a sickness in Seattle. Many people suffer from this sickness. It's called seasonal affective disorder. I'm not even joking. And it's like called sad, a sad disorder. And people feel, because they live in darkness, literally like Seattle, the clouds and the rainy and the... They, they become sad, really. And this becomes like a real, like, psychological issue. If, if the weather is causing people to become sad, really, 
Imagine all the pain and all the suffering and all the injustice and all the... Ya Rabbi, what can we do without the cross? What can we do without the cross? We have to put our belief in the power of the cross. The cross transforms such such pain. That's why the second litany of the sixth hour, it said, by your death you made alive the dead man. You made alive the dead man. Put to death our pains. Put to death our pains by your life-giving passions and by the nails with which you are nailed. Rescue our minds from thoughtlessness of the earthly deeds and worldly lusts, the remembrance of your heavenly commandments according to your compassion. To believe in the cross, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, we will feel the warmth of the light. To be sons of light, we will feel the warmth of light. Anybody who loves to go on vacation, you sit in the sun. Ah, so relaxing. To be in the light is so, ah. You have the peace of God that touches touches your heart. And there's a verse in the gospel of today that should give us a great peace. Our Lord says to those who believe, He says, I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. To those who believe they are in the hands of God, no one can take them out. Not even the devil. (laughs) Not even the devil, no force of darkness, nothing. Being in the hands of God reminds us, reminded me of what Jeremiah was told by God. God told Jeremiah, you are in my hands like a clay in the potter's hands. You are like clay in the potter's hands. If we believe in God and we believe that we are in the hand of God then God is taking us and forming us and, and, and like manipulating us like clay in our hands. And what He's doing to us is He's transforming us into His image. You know, when you start, to, if you go and have like a self-portrait drawn, like I asked my nephew to draw me the other day, so he started to draw me. I looked at it like the first ten minutes, I was like, Idah. A bunch of circles and lines and it looked so bad. But you give it more time, more time, more time. And the artist, after he finished, masterpiece. That's me. It was beautiful. It was it was amazing. The idea is that the, the artist needs time to form, to to act, to shape. And because we are in, if we are really believe, we are in the hand of God. And every day, God is massaging here and taking in and, and making us into something so beautiful and so wonderful. Then we will never be shaken. We can never be shaken about anything. If we believe that we're in the hands of God, then we, that's why we always say, your will be done. Shape me however you want to be shaped. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Shape me, do what you want to me. If we believe we're in the hands of God, we believe that the Lord will protect us from all evil. That's why we won't be scared. Well, I'm in Corona, well, I'm in anything. We are not scared about anything. Not scared from anything. We don't, this Christian should not be terrified from anything. We're in the hands of God. <laughs> Nothing can shake us. We're untouchable. 
Had someone can touch someone, like if you're protected by God, untouchable. Reminded me of the three youth when Nebuchadnezzar, you remember the threat that Nebuchadnezzar gave to the three youth? He said, but if you do not worship this statue, you see the statue there? said, if you do not worship that statue, the icon of the three youth, if you do not worship that statue, I'm going to throw you in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar said, what God is going to save you? <laughs> I'd love to see your God save you. I would love to see that. Wouldn't we all love to see that? I would love to see your God save you. And the three youth, they replied, they said, Oh Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And He will deliver us from your hand. He said, we're not in your hand, we're in God's hands. Your hand can't touch us. If you want to throw us in the fire, that's fine. And then he says, but if not, if God doesn't save us, if God doesn't save us, he said, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship any gold image which you have set up. And then King Nebuchadnezzar threw them in the fire, and you know the rest of the story. I think many of us, we have no problem believing in God as creator. God as creator, the almighty, the one who's sitting on high and looking on high and down upon us. But do we believe that we are in his hand? Do we believe that we are in his hand? Do we believe that God knows the number of hairs on our head? Do we believe that God knows the number of hairs on our head? Does he know about the burdens that we're facing? Does he feel our pain? Do we believe that? Do you believe that God cares about you? Do you believe that you are in His hand? I want us today to believe this. To believe this. I hope with all our heart that everyone can have trust that God loves him. God is looking out for you in every aspect of your life. The love of God is made manifest every day. If you look and you see what God has done in your life, you will see so many things that God has done for you. He is always, we are in his hand. No one can take us out. And glory be to God forever. Amen.